good Saturday evening and welcome to another edition of the Saturday Night WrestleManiacs presented to you by the Sideline Junkies and sponsored by Anchor FM. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG and with me to my left, the Nubian Sumo James. Greetings and salutations. And to my right, we have the people's choice, Don Rodriguez. What's going on, ladies and gents? Ole. How are you guys doing this week? Oh, man. This has been an a, a epic week in more ways than one. Um, but uh, I'm happy. We'll get to why I'm happy later on in the show. What about you, James? How's your, uh, your week going? Uh, it's been kind of rough, but nothing a cigar and a good drink won't cure. And what would that be tonight? Oh, glad you asked. Uh, the Nubian Sumo is being powered tonight by the Nomad Outland Whiskey. Started out in Scotland and raised in, in Spain. And the Diesel Whiskey Row Robusto Cigar. And the reason why I'm putting these two together is because they are both finished in a sherry cask. So, well, and that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. We appreciate <laughs> you guys listening to this. <laughs> oh, sorry, James. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ah, oh, that was it. You know, I just wanted to make sure that. Folks did know that these were, these were finished in sherry casks, so, you know, the pairing should be very delicious tonight. Okay, well, I'm glad uh, glad you, you got something going good. All right, so, as uh, I guess KG is feeling, we've had a, a pretty big week coming off of our mock draft, which, in, at least in my opinion, is really how they should have drafted um the the WWE for a true reboot but obviously we know that that they just did the USA versus Fox Smackdown versus Raw style draft but before we get into our impressions of the draft and some of the major events that happened this week I think it's long overdue for us to just have a that's just Nubian New Japan roundup well thank yours. you Thank you for the bringing in on that. Uh, and that's off. it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Sideline Junkies. We greatly... Oh, I'm sorry. It's not time you yet. Know, once, once is funny. <laughs> Twice is being an asshole. So yeah, I know. Let's not be an asshole tonight. What would three okay? times be, just for clarification? Three times deserves a dry smack. Oh, okay. All right. So don't get smacked tonight. Okay. I'm in a very good mood being that I'm coming off of two very big celebrations in the same day. Well, first of all, I want to give a shout out to the Straight to Take podcast and my good friends and the guy I went to college with, my brother, part of, the, part of our coalition, so to speak, uh, Rob, Thor Rob Thornton, what we call Earthquake. Happy birthday to you today, sir. I hope you're enjoying some adult libations and cigars as we're speaking. Uh, just to give, and, and as his birthday, I'm going to give 
the Straight to Tape podcast, the plug. You can find it on Facebook. That's Straight to Capital I's and a Tape. They come on at 2 o'clock on every Sunday. They talk about uh, the current news of the day, very politic, politics and current events and things of that nature. And um, it's a very good show, and I recommend it. So, you know, check that out if you don't have anything to do tomorrow at 2 o'clock. And uh, check them out. I also want to give a shout-out to Eddie Guerrero, whose birthday was yesterday. Of course, we want to give uh, praise and honors to the legend that he was. So I want to give a shout-out to him today as well. Now, going into... That's so Nubian. Uh, well, thanks, don't James. You do it. You. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. Go set your Appreciate ass you, down James. somewhere. <laughs> Go on somewhere and get you some vitamin D. Oh, gosh. You got to let me know what four times is. Time to know what, what? what? What happens at four times? Oh, it happens at four times? Yeah, I turn my foot sideways and stick it up your candy ass. How about that? Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Brace yourself. I hope you stretch. I'm not even going to take the time to clean it. Now, for the Ring of Honor, they're still going having their pure championship tournament. Uh, in the brackets, they've gone through their first round. So Jay Lethal has defeated Dalton Castle. David Finley defeated Rocky Romero. Silas Young lost to Fred Yehi. Hot Sauce Tracy Williams uh, defeated uh, Rust, Rust Taylor. John Gresham defeated Wheeler Utah. Matt Seidel defeated Delirious. Josh Woods defeated Kenny King, and P.J. Black defeated Rick Deppin. So the uh, semifinals will be Jay Lethal versus David Finley, John Gresham versus Matt Seidel, a match for, with, between two former catch point uh, members uh, within um, Evolve Wrestling. Fred Yeehaw versus Hot Sauce Tracy Williams and Josh Woods versus PJ Black. And for those of you who don't know who PJ Black is, he is the former Justin Gabriel of the WWE. Now, there's also word coming through Ring of Honor that EC3 will be making an appearance at Ring of Honor at some point. There are there have been some video packages uh, featuring him. And his uh, new catchphrase, "Control Your Narrative," so um, they'll be so he'll be showing up at some point in time here in the near future. He, as you all know, he's also in Impact Wrestling, uh, going with a storyline right now with Moose. They're supposed to be having a funeral for the always and has been defunct TNA World Heavyweight Championship that Moose has tried to revive. So they're going to uh, have a funeral for that uh, some, on Tuesday. And speaking of impact, I know 
I know KG's heart was probably a little aflutter on Tuesday, being that Jordan Grace had pinned Rohit Raju for the Impact X Division Championship and actually beat him. But they said that the chat, the, the match was not a title match. So they gave the belt back to Rohit Raju. And um, now there's going to be a six uh, kind of what they, they, they don't call it that, but it's going to be like a six pack challenge. It's going to include um, Jordan Grace. So that should be interesting to see if they get put the belt on her, especially after having um, Tessa Blanchard with the world championship for so long. And which would make more sense with the X division since it's more of an open division. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Now, going into NWA, we have uh, a new NWA. Really? What in the world is going on? <laughs> Get off the stage, oh, man. <laughs> I told you it's going to be four what? times. It's the Oscars. Get your ass off the stage. You know what that means. No, I don't. When the orchestra no, start playing, get off the stage. Hey, hey, hey. I, and, just, and just for that, I got a whole lot more to talk about. How about that? Oh, and, God. You're going to be an asshole about oh, the whole thing. Okay. So, that was deep. Let's do that. Oh God! Asshole about this right now. I mean, really. Oh man, James, so, I'm sorry. No, you're not. That's I bad know. Boy. I know I'm not. That was funny. That was funny. Go. So, <laughs> the NWA has a new national heavyweight champion, uh, Aaron Stevens, who was the champion and former Damian Sandow, was defeated by another former WWE talent by the name of. Trevor Murdoch. So Trevor Murdoch is now the new national heavyweight champion. Uh, the uh, primetime live shows are still going on uh, on, on pay-per-view. And they have recently had Serena Deeb, um, Allison Kay, Elijah Burke, the Pope, and Z the NWA television champion Ziggy Dice on there recently. Uh, it's been announced that Fred Rozier, who was um, formerly of the WWE, the tag team partner of Titus O'Neil with the Primetime Players, will be making an appearance, just like he did with um, New Japan uh, Strong, that show. And also Chris Masters will be, be added to the show as well. Now, as far as MLW is concerned, they are talking about their restart, as they're calling it. It's going to be starting soon. Uh, they're also saying that they're going to open up their new uh, television uh, broadcast with the Opera Cup that was uh, that was they established on last year, where the winner will become will become the number one contender for the MLW Heavyweight Championship. Now you also have Alexander Hammerstone, who is the national openweight champion who is uh, challenging right now for the MLW title, uh, which is held by um, Jacob Fatu. 
and the and the group Contra, which is which also includes Joseph Samuel, uh, Simon Gotch, formerly of the Vaudevillians, and Ikuro Kwan, who if the storyline has it that they've taken oh, Contra has taken over MLW and is giving uh, MLW officials a hard time about getting things set up for this restart championship matches and things of that nature. So we'll see how that storyline goes. Now, in New Japan, the G1 Climax has is, is gone half, past halfway. There's six nights left in, in the tournament. Um, in the A block, you have Jay White, Kota Ibushi, Kazuchika Okada, and Will Ospreay all at 10 points, leading the, leading the pack. Um, everybody else is at six points with Yujiro Takahashi at zero points, a member of the Bullet Club. Then the B, then in the B block, you have the champion Tetsuya Naito with ten points, Evil with Bullet Club at eight points, uh, the, the pack, most of the pack at six points with Kenta at four points and Yoshihashi at two points. And um, now they've also announced that the World Tag League and the Best of the Super Juniors will be happening at the same time this year, which usually the um, Power Struggle Tour, which usually starts around this time, leads into the World Tag League, and they usually have the best of the Super Juniors during the uh, during the month of May during the summer. But because of the recent the, the current situation with the COVID virus, they've been pushed back, and now they're going to be going from November the starting on November the fifteenth. The uh, World Tag League will be ending on December the sixth. And the best of the Super Juniors will end on December the 11th, and they will both be have their final on the 11th at the Nippon Budokan for the uh, for the uh, potential winners. The winners will the World Tag League winners will receive a title match against the World Tag Team Champion or the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. And the best of the Super Junior winner will go on to get number one contendership for the IWGP Junior he, Junior Heavyweight Championship, which will lead them all to Wrestle Kingdom on January 4th to defend the title at that time. So now you can start your silly ass music, Mr. Rodriguez, because I'm done and I'm pissed. Um, I'm not ready for you to be done. You go, you go about five more minutes. Go and stretch. Go and stretch. You're still on the stage. Go and stretch. Fuck you. <laughs> Thank you, James, for your, uh, that's just Nubian, not New Japan roundup, but actually everything else in a bag of chips roundup. We appreciate, uh, all of your hard work and I apologize for the guys in the back for actually thinking that you were taking too long. Yeah. KG. Stephen P. New will be talking to both of you about my uh, contract. Time out. Time out. I didn't do anything wrong. I was over here minding my business. He slid me the CD. He laughed. You condone the niggardry. Wait a second. Uh-oh. Wait a second. Uh-oh. Over here preparing. For my segment in the show and, and, and getting things straight, I, I, I would never, and I mean never, e- 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 ever, 
nice segue to your uh, your <laughs> part of the show, but it's not time for that yet. I wasn't even going. <laughs> but still, this this has nothing to do with me. Let's say that. And see, KG, and I'm gonna give you some back. I'm gonna give you some backstory, people. You know, KG was so nice and came over to the the, the abode today and dropped off some swag for me. I finally got some sideline junkie swag. It's been in my contract. And they finally came through with that clause in the contract. He brought me over a face mask with a with a filter and whole nine, right? And then now he want to go and mess it up and giggle like a girl. Mm-hmm. Don't this mm-hmm. motherfucker over here? I, I know, right? <laughs> I can't believe he did that. That is just unbelievable. I'm appalled. I just want to let you know Not- that I am appalled. Nah, you just a motherfucker that's getting me in trouble. That's what you are. I am. A, I can't believe this, KG. You know better. We've had I, these conversations, young man. We've had I, these conversations. I feel like I'm 18 years old again, and I'm down to I'm getting reprimanded by Don Rodriguez once now again. Me, now tell me what you learned from this. That I'm gonna get blamed for whether I got something to do with it or not. So I might as well just go ahead and do it. I'm so glad that you understand your wrongdoing. Now we can move forward with the show and talk about something a little bit more serious. Well, not really too serious. But this week we did have a good old-fashioned ass-whooping or strap strap match, sorry. You can call it an ass-whooping. Between Cody and Brody Lee of the Dark Order this week at AEW. And it was spectated by none other than Greg the Hammer Valentine, who had arguably one of the most gruesome and brutal strap matches of all time between him and the Rowdy one, rest in peace, Roddy Piper. So I just wanted to get you guys' impression on what you thought. Did they live up to the the stigma of uh, the strap dog collar match? Or could they have gone further? Was it bloody enough? Was it rough enough? I mean... You guys tell me what, what you thought because we had the chain, you had the the, the strap was more wasn't really a dog collar, it was more like a, an actual strap that was around her neck versus a dog collar that was kind of 2020-ish, I guess you could say, because it, it wasn't as real dog collar-ish <laughs> around the neck because it had some something extra. It looked kind of weird uh, as it was starting to uh, come apart and be a little bit worn. But uh, KG, I'll start with you. What was your, your thoughts on watching that match number one congratulations to the man cody uh for becoming the first two-time tnt champion uh you know making history every day first champion first two-time champion um just keep adding up the accolades now as far as that match Forget match of the night. I think we got to get that match of the week because I haven't. I didn't see a better match all week. I'm just. I'm just gonna lay it out there. Um, brutal. We got blood, which is always good. So, I would love to see more of it. And and the simple fact that they're giving you a dog collar match in the middle of the week. This is not. This is pay per view quality. In the middle of the week. 
So yeah, I'm 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 digging that. I love what AEW did right there. That that was that was what what was up. I I, I can I can get up with that. All right, James, what's uh your impression of the dog collar strap match? Nod to Dusty, first of all. I'm sure that's why they did it, you know, because I mean that is a dust that, that Dusty's known for his strap matches, dog, you know, matches like that. So that's I'm sure that was a nod to Dusty. Uh, having Greg Valentine there is was a was a nice touch, you know, to bring that to bring that history back for to bring that forward and to ha- have that uh, piece of history uh, added to it. I'm sure if Dusty or Piper were still alive, they would be involved. They would have been sitting right there with him, you know, to watch that match. Um, it was a good match. It was a great match, actually. Um, I would have liked to have seen more with the chain, more more work with the chain. But, you know, but overall, I mean, like you said, it was a 2020 version of the dog collar match. And it 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 lived up to its hype, you know. I, I wouldn't want to see more of it because it is one of those ma- types of matches that doesn't need to be seen on a regular basis. If I don't see another one in two years, I wouldn't be mad. But, uh, yeah, more things are coming along the lines like that, you know, more types of matches uh, coming along, um, um, niche matches like that, you know, should come along. Uh, I'm look for, looking forward to it. So how would you guys feel if it was actually a step further and it was a false count anywhere match? So they, they would have actually done a lot more work outside the ring. And, overdone. Uh, plus it's overdone. That match is overdone a lot now. No, I mean, plus, I mean it would still be the collar. Out. The chain and everything would still be in play. But it well, wouldn't be in the confines of just the ring. They could have really gone a little bit further up into Daly's place, uh, into the stands, away from the, the crowd, obviously, but really had more dynamic spots with the chain to really make the match stand out a little bit further. Uh, what do you guys it. think? Okay. Didn't need it. Just, just curious. Opinion. Just curious to see uh, what you thought. I, I would. It was a, it's an extra dynamic that I would have loved to see because you think about it. You move it from out of the ring with falls count anywhere, and then you don't just stay in the arena per se, but you're going up the ramp. You're going in the back, and the chain is getting caught on things. Oh man, it, it, it adds a double, another dynamic. But somebody could get legitimately hurt. Yeah, because I, I asked that because it seems like the themes of the past few weeks is a back uh, a a backroom brawl of, of of some sort or some uh, type of match that's just a little bit hardcore. I mean, we had that match on AEW, but then on SmackDown between Big E and Sheamus, we had their brutal match. It seems like it's almost par for the course for somebody to be suplexed, DDT, backdrop, monkey flipped, uh, donkey punch, whatever, uh, onto a car windshield. Uh, <laughs> Me too. Wait. <laughs> so I mean, it, it, it's just—it seems like oh, I missed that one. I missed that one. Of the course. Wait. 
<laughs> you cannot let that slide down. Play on a play, clip it. 15 yard penalty. First day. What do you say? Nothing. I'm sitting here just talking about all the different types of ways we've seen people go through the, the front door, the front wind, windshield glass and all Oh, wait stuff. a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, never mind. I ain't going to repeat it, but okay. I, okay, I get it. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that slipped that past me. Okay. If that was me, this whole thing would have been shut the hell down. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'm just putting it out there in comparison. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm just saying it just seems like a common theme that uh, at least somewhere on somebody's show, somebody's going through the windshield somehow. Which is why I say it's used too much, and it didn't, and it didn't need to be in this match. I mean, because think about the think about the Piper Valentine dog collar match. It even it didn't even get outside the ring, really. Yeah, but that was also a different time where you could they were willing to go. Further than I think uh, uh, Brody and Cody were willing to go. Yeah, I know, but it was still it's still not necessary. The reason for the match, the reason for that match is to keep them close together, to keep them within the ring, to keep them from running from each other. For what these- they think it out the ring? I'm just saying that if you go over the barricade and you're you're you know based off of the layout of Daly's place, if you're in the stands. Um, you have a little bit of perspective, like that spot that we, you know, almost always know is going to happen where somebody's going to go over the top rope and get hanged almost to an extent. That would have been a different look had Cody have been tossed over uh, a couple of the uh, the, the rows of, of chairs and then he's being pulled and choked that way. You know, just, just different other little nuances, just utilizing more of the space. Because you've got all that wonderful space to do different things, as we've seen in the backside and, and heading towards the field uh, from uh, p- previous matches with Jericho and, and everybody else, utilizing all that space. It didn't have to go that deep, but just to use a little bit more of that space, uh, I think, would have been just a, a little cooler. Just a little something extra. Nothing too crazy. Yeah, I, I, I still say it's unnecessary. Yeah, like I said, it was just a, a a shout out there. Just a little question, just to see what you guys' thought process was. But speaking of thought process, at first I thought I was like, "Oh, okay, that was a pretty cool thing to have happen uh, at Takeover." And then once we got to SmackDown, it seems like it's just time, and people's numbers are getting punched. Um, Ember Moon returned at Takeover thirty one, and then Xavier Woods returned. To SmackDown this week, so uh, KG, that that was Wait. something because Ember has been saying that she is not ready, she's not coming back, she's still on the men. So obviously it was a it's a swerve. Um, Xavier was just put on Talking Smack as the co-host, so he was closer to, but that's only been what maybe three or four weeks that he's kind of been back into the the motion, but. Yeah, it was forgot a about, pretty big thing. Forgot about Tony Storm and Kofi Kingston as well. Well, yeah, well, Kofi wasn't to the extent, and we knew Kofi was coming back, but he wasn't to the extent of almost career ending. And same thing with Tony Storm, like uh, these two were. I mean, one wrong doctor's thing or a wrong uh, um, weightlifting moment or, or something, or you stepped on the Lego, that's your career. 
potentially. Yeah. So, you know, with them coming back, and I will say this, and I'll let you guys chime in on your thoughts on exactly what happened. Ember Moon's match was probably uh, this week on NXT, even though they were going up against The Fly and AEW. Uh, that was arguably the best performance that I've seen Ember Moon have in a long time. Not just because she's been gone, but in a long time. That was almost on a level of her versus Asuka. One, two, and what, three, I believe, uh, for the championship. I mean, she moved well. She was flying. She was... The Eclipse looked disgusting on Dakota Kai. That's how amazing uh, it was still to just watch that happen. But I thought she did a heck of a great job. It didn't seem like she's been gone. It didn't seem like she was injured. It seemed like she was just, okay, I'm off making a movie, and I just come back, and I just go ham. But, uh, KG, what were you going to say? It, it was great to see Austin Creed. I mean, Austin Watts. I mean, Consequence Creed. I mean, God damn it. Creed. I, Rashid. Put some respect on his name. I'm sorry, Xavier Woods. It was great to see him back. I mean, it's always good to see that dude. I'm a big fan of uh now that Ember Moons for even I didn't even know that was coming. Normally, you know, I would have scooped in like, oh yeah, she's coming back tonight, but she hid that very well. Uh glad to see her back, of course, because I personally want to see big things for her. Uh but geez, just the simple fact that she's back. And I know she got to work her way back. She's not going to be the same as she was before she left. You know, they're not just going to put her back in a in, in a run for really? title. Really? Really? No, Did you, no, did you not watch SmackDown? Did you not watch SmackDown? Yeah, but the thing is, you you can you can say all of that. But it, it's, if they put her in there, they're not going to just put the belt on her. I mean, she could be in there. Did you not watch SmackDown? Yeah, obviously you're not watching the same show. Head up next. We just went ahead and just throw in a match there, you know, between uh, Nakamura and Cesaro and the New Day. New Day? But Big E just wrestled. I don't think he, he's ready to go ahead and... Oh, Xavier was back. Oh, okay. Well, guess we got New Day new champions now. All righty then. But, you know, you, you see the backlash from that, though? Have you, the I the mean, backlash have you... wasn't about them winning the championship. We talked no, about no. it, too. We we knew they were going to split the new day. We we even, you know, potentially before we did the mock draft, said, "Hey, there's a potential that we would put uh, separate them," and in, in, in a sense, true. But yeah, people but are mad. That they, that's because not a lot of, they said it uh, wrong. They said it wrong, and that that's the problem. Stephanie McMahon said we draft the new day. Every other single draft, the new day, you know what that means. You know, that's all three, just like we draft the Hurt Business, not the Hurt Business. And then maybe Cedric Alexander maybe drafted somewhere else. You saw the graphic of the entire Hurt Business. So she should have said we drafted SmackDown Tag Team Champions, uh, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, not the New Day, because the Freebird rule is is in effect. So, I mean, that means that... uh, Big E can sub in any time because they are under the Freebird rule. But they're still going to be the New Day in Raw. I mean, they're not going to drop the name. They're still going to be the New Day. Which, so, is, again, that's what I'm saying. Wrong. 
No, because that means Big E can sub in and defend the championships. But if Big E is not there, he can't sub in. He's on uh, SmackDown. It's the Freebird. Just nah, like listen. we have this uh, this one person a quarter that can come in. It's the Freebird rule. They're still the New Day. They didn't break up. They're still the New Day. They're going to give Big E. They're going to continue Big E's. Big E's. And I'm saying Big E like it's Big E small. Big E's. <laughs> single run. He's, uh, they're out. They're going to put him uh, in the mix for the Intercontinental Championship. And yeah, which, which they, is fine. But the, but the free bird rule and all that stuff, that's out now. It's just going to be the tag team of the New Day. Pretty much. From now on. Until something else happens. So she First, didn't necessarily say it wrong. No, she said it wrong. No, that's your opinion. Uh, it's a lot of people's opinion. Well, a lot of people are wrong. Uh, I don't think so. I do. I think we need to play you out again. Well, you can do whatever you want to. I'm still getting paid. I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, can we move so, along to girls? Now, going back to Ember Moon. Yeah, we're over past that now. So on no, to the next segment. What? What? You had the chance. He didn't get his time. No, he didn't get his time. Are you sure? Is this the debate? Reclaiming my time. Really? Reclaiming my time. Excuse me, sir. I'm speaking. Reclaiming my time. I see a fly on your head, sir. You see a fly on my head. I see a finger in your face. (laughs) (laughs) That fly on Twitter said, wrap it up, B. Go ahead. Now, I've had, and KG can acknowledge this, that I have had a lot of problems with Ember Moon, okay? But I actually enjoyed seeing her coming back. And the main reason was she wasn't making all them funky, funny faces that she was making before she left. Somebody actually, she might, she, maybe she saw some tape. Or Did somebody you not see her promo? Her. She oh, was I funny faces promo. the whole promo. Yeah, but it wasn't as bad as it has been. I mean, it wasn't even do, she didn't even do them dur- during the match, really. So I mean, it, 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 maybe somebody pointed it out to her, but I actually want to see what's going to happen with her. And she is deep. She has jumped head first into the, and no, 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 no. Why are you being the asshole tonight? <laughs> I didn't say anything. You didn't have to. All that, that stupid ass giggling you're doing is the tales of the whole story. I didn't say anything. Go ahead, Gene. You didn't have ahead. to say anything. You just did right. it in your own mind. It's okay. No, I did not. But anyway, <laughs> she's going to be in the women's uh, championship picture. She already has. She made it. She made the big announcement that that's what she was going after. You know, whenever people come out of hiatus like that, that that's exactly where they put them. So between her, that's why they put them in the tag match with uh, her in the tag match with um, Rhea Ripley because she's she's involved. Once Tony Storm comes in, she's gonna jump in. You know, so yes, they're just trying to build up the women's division over there, and I don't mind that. You know, they they need the, they need the shot in the arm. So, so yeah, I I like to see what happens with that. 
Thank you for your very astute opinion. Fuck you. Dang, why you gotta be so harsh? Why you got to be so assholish? Why you gotta be to your own self and your own mind? That's all I'm saying. Everybody else thought it, but you obviously thought it too. The gig was over here. He over here damn huffing on whipped cream cans tonight. I don't know what the hell's going on with him. I blame KG. He dropped off my sideline junkies care package too. That was a long ass. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. I actually thought about that. I actually thought about that. I was like, yo, that'd be fucking awesome. We just showed up down South Carolina, like, what's good? And just knocked on the door. Now, I'm gonna look like I don't know who these black people are. Yeah, because first first thing I'm gonna do is smack him dead in the face. <laughs> James, you know you love me. He's gonna be made. Cause so as he said he don't want to be off, put the bag over his head, put him in the car. Yep, I got a pig for him to drop his ass off in. The whole ride mm. did. There's in this house. There's some fools in this house. When you see him point him out. I'ma put I'ma put his ass in the trunk. I'ma put a tape recorder in there with a date with percolator on tape on repeat. And then I'm gonna once we get to where we going, I'm gonna just drop his ass off. So where's the torture at? James, I'm next, in Baltimore. I'll be show, dancing be the like, whole time. I know. They're gonna, yeah, we, we probably will get pulled over with all the bumping that you're gonna be doing in the trunk. Be like, well, what's the, what's all that in the trunk? I don't know. He's percolating, officer. He's percolating. <sighs> all right, James. You're in rare form tonight. I don't know what's going on with you today. I get you self control. What's going on with me tonight? I get you in self control, man. You you losing it, man? I must was it the fly joke? No, it wasn't the fly joke. Fly <laughs> joke was actually funny. It probably was, man. You 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 getting kind of pensive right fly now. Fly joke was actually funny. You, you know, getting kind of pensive. I'm just saying. Just saying. I have to watch out for you. So going back to you know the reason for the season and the what actually pays James thirty five cent a week. Next major match that we had, or uh, uh, your impressions of it, is Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly for the NXT Championship, which resulted in Finn Balor getting uh, his jaw broken in two places, Kyle O'Reilly being extremely beat up, and uh, some folks really loved the match. Some folks thought, um, in the industry folks, that is, thought that it wasn't necessary to be as brutal to potentially get and shorten your career, that is. Um, so I wanted to get you guys' impressions. Do you think the match was, A, short, well, not as brutal, B, it was brutal enough, or C, a typical 2020 match? So, KG, I'll let you uh, answer that. A not that brutal, B, brutal enough, or C, a 2020 match? I got to go with C, a 2020 match. To see the X-ray and see he got his jaw broken two different places, that's, that, that, that's pretty much fucking overkill, man. God damn. Now, your, your champ may be out of action for a month, Maybe two months. Because that looked like that's going to have to be set. He might have to have his jaw wide shut. 
So no contact, no nothing. Eating your cereal through a straw type shit. Yeah, no. I, I think that was just 2020 being 2020. But if you add a 2020 to this, and James, I'll get to you in a second. Uh, the reason why I said James, I'll get to you in a second is because you could throw in, uh, just like AEW's doing, another tournament that would keep the attention off of Phil Ballard, Finn Balor, Phil Balor, Finn Balor for about a month uh, or so, yeah, maybe a month and a half to give him that time to heal. So you could do vignettes, you could do, you know, just him just standing there doing his little Balor point and, and all that other stuff, but him not actually doing the action. So a number one contendership tournament that takes place over the next four weeks could free him up. What do you think, James? First of all, you know how I feel about all these damn tournaments, which is why. Yeah, I know. That's, that, that's why I said that and, and set you up. You're welcome. Right. Yeah. Second of all, I wouldn't put it past Finn Balor to wrestle injured. There have been wrestlers who have had broken jaws that have wrestled through and stayed on television. So I wouldn't put it past him to continue wrestling, especially with the strap on now, Kyle O'Reilly, I believe he's gotten broken ribs, and he could probably have a match or two, you know, uh, with, with those broken ribs as well. I mean, you, you hear wrestlers say it all the time. Um, are you hurt or are you injured? If you're hurt, you're wrestling. If you're injured, then, yeah, you need to take some time and get yourself right. But I'm in agreement with Chris Jericho. And a whole bunch of other wrestlers who have said that this that match was totally unnecessary in the way that they performed, the way they pulled it off. There was no reason for them to hurt each other in that way. And um, unless they got some heat backstage that came out into the ring uh, or something of that nature, they need to keep that backstage because that was totally unnecessary. And the potential of having two of your top wrestlers right now in the midst of all this draft stuff and people moving up and people moving around and whatnot, it's, it's just untimely and it's unnecessary. So yeah, that's, there was no need for it. There was no need to go far. All right. Well, I left those names anonymous, but since you mentioned the name, I think KG would like to celebrate that particular name. Uh, because that person has uh, hit a milestone of 30 years in the business. So, KG, I heard through the grapevine, a.k.a. you told me, that you have something special in mind. Yes, I do. Uh, we're talking about one Christopher Keith Irvine, better known as Lionheart. Oh, no, no, no. Leon de Oro. No, no. Super Lion. No. The Ayatollah of Rock and Roll. No. no. The Demo God. The one that is Chris Jericho. And his resume. What about the Painmaker? You've got a couple. Oh, he got a lot. I, that's the thing. It's so many. Yeah, I know. It's so many. <laughs> Just his, his list of invention. His list of accomplishments. And this is just, I don't even think this is the full list, but I'm going to read off his list of accomplishments. 
in 30 years of wrestling. Um, one time AEW champ. The Baltimore Sun voted. Well, hold on, his- hold on. Longest, well, he's still the longest reigning AEW champion. If I remember correctly, yeah. that's still in effect. Yeah. yeah. Put some respect on his belt. In 2008, his feud with Shawn Michaels was voted by the Baltimore Sun feud of the year. Um, he was the Canadian Rocky Mountain Wrestling North American Heavyweight Champion, also the North American Tag Team Champion twice with Lance Storm, uh, ECW TV Champion, IWA International Wrestling Alliance, Junior Heavyweight Champion, New Japan Intercontinental Champion. Uh, feud of the decade for the 2000s with Shawn Michaels. Feud of the year with, in 2008 with Shawn Michaels. Most hated wrestler two times, 2002 and 2008. In WCW, he was a cruiserweight champion four times, television champion one. The very first undisputed WWF champion, meaning he held on to the WWF championship and the WCW championship at the same time before they made one belt. And the only man to beat, what, two people in the same night? Rock and Stone Cold, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been a world heavyweight champion and three times in WWE. Uh, WCW world championship two times. Intercontinental champion nine times. One of the best. And uh, when he, him and China... Well, going back and forth, I thought that was one of the best feuds over the Intercontinental Championship. Two-time U.S. champ, a European champ, a hardcore champ, two-time tag champion, one with uh, Edge and one with Big Show. They were called Jericho. WWF World Tag Team Champion five times, once with Benoit, once with The Rock, once with Edge, uh, once with Christian, and once with Big Show. Uh, he's a fourth Grand Slam champion, ninth Triple Crown, Triple Crown champion, three-time Slammy Award winner, uh, World Wrestling Association Tag Team champion with L. Dane. Ah, man, I, I, I'm I'm most underrated wrestler in '99 and 2000. Uh, voted on by the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Uh, sure, shoe in first ballot. Hall of Famer, irregardless of butthurt or not butthurt on one side of the coin. First well, round, first pick, absolutely, will fill up a stadium to watch him be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Guaranteed money. Hall of Fame. So that you, you, he's going in Luthes, because everybody considers yeah. Luthes Hall of Fame the big, the big Hall of Fame. WWE is just, you know, the small. It's money. It's money. But, yeah, yeah Luthe is, is, you know, that's the big ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, and and not to mention, right. Not to mention his time in Mexico uh, where he won a champion. He, he, he beat uh, Juventud Guerrero Hoobie back Juice. in 98. Uh, he wrestled Kevin Nash half for half. Um, he lost to Rey Mysterio. It's, it's so much that he's done. According and, to, uh, just to take it outside of just a regular microscope of wrestling, according to OG THQ, uh, the most used uh, entrance 
and wrestling uh, creations for create a wrestler or anything else. And from no mercy up. So, uh, you know, his Titan Tron, his music, all that stuff is, is, uh, entrance, uh, ramp motion, most used out of anybody and of all of their games, uh, to the point, you know, up until THQ folded. So that's another accolade. And we all know, we've talked about it many times, uh, probably the most played track on any, uh, WWF, the music CD, uh, was on volume four track one. So another accolade of Chris Jericho's most uh, WWE music that has blown up to speakers. I can attest to that myself. Car speakers, that is. Most 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 babies made by that song by Don Rodriguez. Heck yeah, heck yeah! I'm like the <laughs> army of one. Go ahead and hit break the walls down. I'm like about to make one right now. Wow, personally, me too, me too, me too. <laughs> How's that a me, me too? too? That's me a fact. Too. That's a me fact. too. I'm about to break I'm the walls down the right walls now. Down. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Break it down. Yeah, okay. Move it. Moving, moving right along. Personally, uh, one of my favorite wrestlers, uh, I created him on WWF Attitude before I got SmackDown. And then once I got SmackDown, I used Chris Jericho, BJU, Stone Cold, and I would use The Rock from time to time. But also, I would love to put people in in the Lion Tamer and the Double Pile Bomb because I remember that debut match with uh, the Road Dog and the double pile bomb through the table that tore Road, Road Dog's back up. Uh, right now, as we sit here and we talk on Saturday night, arguably has the best interest music right now in all of wrestling. Yep. OG okay. and, and current between Judas and Break the Walls Down. But we have to give Jim Johnson credit for Break the Walls Down. But Judas is all Y2J. Yeah. Jericho. Uh, damn good uh, band in Fozzie. Got his own cruise. Which, yeah. you know, if COVID wasn't happening, I would be trying to uh, make that happen this year because last year was uh, really good. And this year is supposed to be a full-on dynamite show. Full yeah, on, not not, not taped it. And show, and they just announced that Kurt Angle is going to be on that cruise too. So yeah, that that's you know a big deal because I'm surprised it's something Vince never decided to do himself from the WWE standpoint. We know other wrestlers have had cruises and things like that, but you know, and packed out. It's not like okay, well, we're still you know three weeks out and trying to fill up the boat. Oh no, the boat was full. Period. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't he have moment of the year? I believe that was last year on his crew. Yeah, I when mean, he he's... came out and they cut the music and the whole crowd sang the whole entire theme. They yeah. sang all that's of that's where it started. That's, that's where it started. started. Yeah, that that's on a level of uh, impact to the business as when uh, WWE was in Canada and they really just started yelling two. Or when uh, WWE was, is in the UK and they were singing uh, the song to Bailey, you know that that's on that level, right? And I, I still think that was one of 
the best moments. If not Dino. Suck chance for Kurt Angle. Oh, yeah. Yep. Even that. I mean, you know, the what chain. I mean, Jericho, he's just, you could just spend the whole entire day just finding stuff out, rehashing and, and looking um, at, at just moments and things. Just, you know, for some of the folks, which I think they should have rolled the dice. It's the only thing I don't like uh, about what happened on Wednesday for that show. Tony Khan should have went ahead, even if it was a quick blink. They should have put up some of his WWE pictures and stuff. Cover it. I mean, just just pay the fine. Who cares? Cut the check. This is one of those times where just cut the check. You know, but he had uh, well wishes and congratulations from Slash, uh, Dennis Miller, Hiroshi uh, Tanahashi, uh, his dad, Bully Ray, Gene Simmons, Shaq, Don Callis, uh, Lars Ehrlich, Diamond Dallas Page, Lance Storm, Eli Roth, Kevin Smith, Chavo, Fluffy, Gabriel Iglesias was in there, Steel Panther, Ultimo Dragon, who was really cool to see uh, on uh, that network again, just at any capacity for the impact that he's had into the business. Uh, and um, Paul Stanley, that I was uh, a big deal just for the ones I'm quite sure that they could show on TV and I know they had a blast and a bunch more that they really couldn't show just for, you know, copyright and all that other reasons and, and legal issues and stuff like that. But I would have pulled the trigger if I was Tony Khan and said to hell with it. What you going to do, Vince? Uh, sue us? Okay, how much money you want? Here you go, and have a great day. <laughs> and just pay the fine. But that was my only thing. I was looking for that. I was like, are they going to do some WWE stuff? Are they going to cross that or, or find a creative way? Like if people were just wearing OG shirts, maybe something like that. And then, you know, it's their shirt. If they own it, then that's what it is. But other than that, I mean, congratulations to Chris Jericho. Uh, out of that era, I believe he is the only fully active wrestler um, on, on an active roster that is performing at a high level consistently. And uh, impactfully having, you know, something to do with the business every week. So if he's not on your Mount Rushmore at this point, you need to reevaluate. And I know it's hard to say, and we may talk about that on a future show down the road, but uh, out of the, the top five of all time, arguably Chris Jericho should be in that conversation heavily. And that's with, you know, the other conversation pieces of the Flares and the Rocks and the Stone Colds and the Undertakers and, and, and so on and so forth that are arguably, you know, some of the biggest names and icons uh, in sports entertainment, wrestling and wrestling. So we're going to take a break, hit the push up real quick, and then we're going to talk about the other reason for the season this week. Uh, last but not least, we've tiptoed around it but that is the wwe draft day one and the supplemental draft or round five that happened this saturday morning on wwe network for the talking smack show so we'll be back in a minute what's good what's good everybody's delante representing the sideline junkies 
and welcome to yet another installment of the push where I spot either spotlight a wrestler um, who's been, you know, kind of making waves in the wrestling world or a faction that's been making waves in the wrestling world or a feud or, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about a feud that should have ended three months ago. Uh, I want to touch briefly on it. And uh, there's two, two main event caliber wrestlers, but, um, you know, I, I know week in and week out, I always bring up creative, and this week it'll be the same. I'll be bringing up creative again. Um, as we all know, um, <clears throat> us wrestling fans know, the draft in uh, WWE is uh, ongoing as we speak. Now, um, Seth Rollins, he was, uh, you know, first-round draft pick to SmackDown. But in one of the further rounds, so was Rey Mysterio, as well as his son, Dominic, which means uh, there's a painfully <laughs> great chance that we will see that feud continue now, how long will it continue? I'm not sure, but this feud's been going on since I would I would like to say probably the start of the global pandemic crisis that um, you know we we as the world has been enduring since uh, early this year. Um, to me, I, I think we've seen you know you know we've seen wrestlers losing uh um, have a retina scratch. Um, we've seen family members get involved. We've seen, you know, people bow down to the Monday Night Messiah. We've seen um, other wrestlers have their eyes uh, poked out. Um, you know, I, I think this, all of this, this, this is, this is like, is dead at this point. We've seen wrestlers come and go, insert, and as well as, you know, themselves into the feud, as well as no longer be a part of the feud. But uh, the one constant is, is Seth Rollins against Rey Mysterio. And, you know, they didn't had like seven different type of matches. Um, and, I, you know, if, if anyone from creative, you know, can hear me out, I would genuinely like to say from the bottom of my heart, please end this feud. Um, you know, is I th I think it was cool to have Seth Rollins go to SmackDown. Um, I believe you know we we could possibly see him and Roman Reigns reunite. Well, then again, I'm not sure because Roman Reigns is, you know, kind of um, going towards more of a than a, you know, a, a tribal leader. Um, and I don't think Seth Rollins he's gonna fit that bill. Um. Unless he, you know, happens to become a face and then he goes on a feud against Roman Reigns. Um, but to endure more of Mysterio, Mysterio family, Dominic, Ray, um, Aaliyah, and I forgot the, the wife's name, against Seth or Murphy or Murphy or, or, or you know, who, who like, it's just the whole, that whole Messiah situation it's 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 painful at this point it's painful like this is i i want to say this might be probably the longest feud i've seen 
since Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. And that's saying a lot because that was a legendary feud. That's, you know, those guys, they fought in two straight WrestleManias, WrestleMania three and four. Um, WrestleMania four, that was a, a wash match, but three, that is like top three, one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time. Um, but uh, it, it, it's time to it's time to end this um, Mysterio versus Rollins feud. It's definitely time. Um, you know, I, I'm a little discouraged uh, to be honest because I know Seth he'll be taking some time off pretty soon. Um, Becky. Uh, Lynch um, is on track to give birth to their baby within the next couple months. Um, so, I, you know, I, I I definitely would not like to see a situation where they feud and they leave and then they come back and then they continue to feud. Like, you know, there are a lot of other wrestlers, you know, that, that um, both of these guys can feud with. Rey Mysterio, he's a, he's a legend. He's a legend. Like, you know, let's give you know put his son in in some other feuds against some other wrestlers. Um, Seth, uh, Seth, he, you know he's in a prom um, of his career. You know he he should definitely kind of try to do something else. Um, you know, I, I just it, it's this is it's painful, but you know. I, I'll leave it up to the professionals. You know, I'm just a fan. So, you know, see what they're doing. Uh, this is Delonte representing the sideline junkies. Uh, shout out to the WrestleManiacs, the Nubian Sumo, KG, and the Don. Everyone, please, please continue to social social distance. Um, you know, a lot of these coronavirus cases are starting to um, rise uh, in, in rapid fashion. And, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, it looks like we're about to get into, like, the second phase of, of you know, this whole, the, the whole pandemic. Um, so please be safe, you know, protect yourselves, protect your family, wear your mask, wear it over your nose, you know, don't wear it around your neck. Um, I understand, you know, we, you know, no one really wants to wear a mask, but we got to, you know, we got to fight this virus, man. We got to fight this virus. Everyone, like I said, please continue to be safe. Peace. Said that he was going to the bathroom. He couldn't hold it anymore. His his bladder was start. Are we back? Are we live? Hello? We are live. We're live? Oh. Uh, James is on special assignment. He should be back in about uh, 35, 45 minutes. So... We are going to jump into and again, <laughs> James. You're back. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm turning. I'm about to turn this into a Sam Jackson episode in a minute. I'm telling. I'm just trying to tell you, it's coming. Is it really, James? I'm not talking, I'm not talking about Otis. I'm. I'm saying. You know what? You're the only sumo I know with a big heart. Small bladder, but a big heart. <laughs> um, so, day one of the draft.
getting to the meat and potatoes of everything was this past Friday on SmackDown. Now, we had our mock draft, which was a lot more liberal. So, uh, James technically is the only one that had a couple picks that actually happened on the show. A couple? He was picking. A couple? I said a couple. Five. Yeah, that's a I couple. I had five picks. That's a couple. Oh, that's a, that's more than a couple. You pick your nose six times, same thing. You're still picking your nose. It's a couple. But I'll give you five since you have to be five. all Spanish with it. Cinco. One, two, so, three, four, five. Not a pint, not a quart, but a filth. Are you done? Is you finished? <laughs> That's a loaded question. So, um, here are some of the moves that actually happened uh, based off of the Raw draft. And just as a reminder, in case people are wondering, like, well, why does Raw have more picks than SmackDown? Raw gets three picks for every two that SmackDown has because they're a three-hour show. So Raw is going to draw more, but I thought it was pretty interesting, and you'll see as I'm reading it down the list that the dynamics is starting to shift on the perspective of what they're trying to accomplish on Raw because they did draft more women on the first day than they ever have on Monday Night Raw. SmackDown normally has been uh, heavy in the women division, so it was kind of interesting to see that that shift happen this year. So uh, the first overall pick for Raw was Drew McIntyre. Uh, then they picked Asuka. They picked The Hurt Business, which is all four of them. <clears throat> New Day. They picked AJ Styles, who was moving from SmackDown. Then they also did another move from SmackDown for Naomi. They kept Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Ricochet uh, is still on Raw. Mandy Rose is still on Raw. They moved Miz and Morrison over the Raw. And then, you know, that debauchery with the SmackDown Tag Team Champions that happened to be called the New Day as a group, but specifically they meant Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, even though New Day is three people in the group. Uh, Dana Brooke and... Angel Garza. So that was all on Friday. Now, this morning on Talking Smack, the fifth round for the supplemental draft, Raw also got Humberto Carrillo, Drew Gulak, and Tucker. So that means that the heavy machinery has been split. On the SmackDown side of things, their first pick, which rightfully so, because it kind of makes sense. Um, uh, on the storyline perspective for what's going on with Hell in a Cell, same thing on Raw, keeping with their storyline, uh, is your tribal chief, Roman Reigns, was the first-round pick. Seth freaking Rollins, the Monday Night Messiah, who is now the Friday Night Messiah, was moved from Raw. Sasha Banks is still remaining on SmackDown, which could be a hint-hint on what could be happening on their match, well, there being her and Bailey, uh, their match in Hell in a Cell. The EST of NXT was moved to SmackDown, Bianca Belair. 
Jay Uso, keeping with the storyline, is still on SmackDown. Another move, keeping with the storyline, Dominic and Rey Mysterio were moved to SmackDown. Staying on SmackDown, even though he's part of the New Day, which was drafted to Raw, which is also three people, but he didn't specifically say that it was only the SmackDown Tag Team Champions that happened to be called the New Day, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. Biggie of the New Day is still on SmackDown. And obviously, if Tucker is on Raw, that means that the Money in the Bank briefcase and lunchbox holder Otis is on SmackDown. So that was all on Friday. This morning in the supplemental draft, SmackDown also acquired, keeping in touch with the storylines, Murphy. And it's looking like there may be some Lucha House Party shakeup with Kalisto being brought over to SmackDown. So that is everything that has happened Thus far, there's no other picks for the supplemental draft to have or to be happening today uh, being, we'll just call it Sunday, for what it's airing. So that means that the next waves will be happening on Monday Night Raw and the following Tuesday morning for Raw Talk. So that's the lay of the land, gentlemen. So not too many, actually, first and foremost, no NXT call-ups, A, which is kind of abnormal. The past, what, three drafts has had an NXT person called up in the first primary show. So that's different. The second thing is that they kept a lot of storylines intact and just shifted people. And they just did them all on the first show. They didn't even drag it out. So that way, like, okay, let people sink in. Seth Rollins has been moved over. And then on Raw... Now you have Ray and Dominic moving over or something like that. He just said, hell, let's just move them all over at the same time and continue what we've already built on because it's working. So with that being said, what type of expectations are y'all having for Monday, considering that it's looking like storylines are pretty much going to remain the same? It's kind of weird, though, that SmackDown has Jey Uso, even though Jimmy is injured. Are we just going to act like he's just not there and he's just going to show up, I guess, at some point once he's healed on SmackDown? And uh, they're just going to get the so tagged by default? Or, I mean, I don't know. You guys tell me what you think. James, you can start first. Well, I'm thinking they're talking about doing this faction with Roman Reigns, which is supposed to include the Usos. So, like you said, he'll just probably show up, and then they'll just start that faction. But, um, yeah, I mean, with all the moving over and everything, I guess being that SmackDown is probably the, is or has been the one that's getting you know, the higher ratings, they're probably putting their best storylines on, on SmackDown to maintain those numbers. Uh, I'm probably I'm thinking that all the NXT folks that will be moved up will be moved up on Raw so they're probably just waiting for that to happen who would you call up because it's looking like not a lot of people we may be only talking two people from NXT 
you know, well, three, we'll say one female and two male may make it up if they keep where they're going with storylines. Who, who would you call? I'm not really sure. I mean, with the way that they're, with the, with the storyline that they've started with Adam Cole and Ridge Holland, you think that you, I would think that they would bring up Adam Cole or all of the undisputed era, but they've got them deep in the storylines in NXT. Well, well, Holland's uh, injured now. And that, uh, I don't know if it's a botch or just mistiming, I probably I would call it too, with uh, uh, Holland's interactions with uh, Oni Lorcan and uh, Danny Birch. So uh, when, when he tried to catch Oni and he popped out his knee, and I believe they said his ankle. So he had to go get hospitalized. Now, whether or not he'll be cleared for any type of action, uh, if it's action with a brace, or they may say he needs to heal is up in the air. But he could so be Adam, out again. Adam Cole is apparently hurt, too. Remember, he, yeah. got, he broke some ribs. Yeah, so, so it's, they'll probably it's have them. They'll probably have them, you know, kind of doing back and forth and promos and whatnot until they get healed up and then start but, that. That could be a good catapult of just pulling the undisputed era because Cole could be the mouthpiece and you can have Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong put in the work. And, uh, you know, just Cole could do a run and beat down or something. And uh, so can Kyle O'Reilly. So you don't have to do too much work, but you still have the UE uh, up there. You know, that could be something. What about you, KG? What was your thoughts on... Uh, Draft day one and one point five. Well, surprisingly, I thought just like you, there were going to be more NXT call ups, but I'm guessing that uh, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. But and then also, uh, what what what's the I can't I can't uh, riddle. Matt Riddle, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, he's got a little legal trouble on the horizon. Yeah, so it seems like know, to be a uh, the thing, and then you got other people like Velveteen Dream, who Triple H just said that he needs to get more business maturity, for lack of a better term, outside the ring, the ring type of deal. So yes, there's some interesting scenarios in that category. What exactly does that mean? Business maturity. Well, that means, A, don't do stupid stuff out on the street that's going to come back and bite you in the squared circle and ruin your run again. So, I mean, I'm not even going to get into all the allegedness, but, you know, it's all in that, uh, that, that time period where people were speaking out, hashtag speak out. And if you are doing some dumb stuff, you need to stop it immediately so nobody is speaking out because there's nothing to speak about. And if you are guilty, then, it will, you know, what's held in the dark will come to the light. And then there it is. Uh, kind of like a returning person that came back uh, this week on SmackDown as well, being Lars, mm. to whom uh, has had a, a couple different hurdles to overcome and trying to interject him as uh, the newest beast on the WWE track uh, behind Braun Strowman. And he's had his troubles with uh, 
anxieties, uh, allegedly, and also things that he may have said out of his mouth via Twitter that in this climate, yeah, you don't want to get marched on, for lack of a better term, based on what he said. If he would have said that now, it would have been and uh, national video, security And some issue. video footage that has come out of him for him as well. Yeah, so, it's, so uh, he uh, as gained some respect back and did things to get in, I, I don't want to say better graces, but at least to, to understand the error of his thought process. And even if something was misconstrued, that it's no longer construed at all, it should be just, I'm here to work. Let's do what we need to do and move on. So we'll see. They're still high on him. They're giving him an opportunity again. We'll, we'll see what comes out of it. But uh, And he is, I don't know if he's on the brand or if he's undrafted. As a lot of still free agency and oh, they said they're gonna add him to they're gonna add him to the draft on Raw. So. Okay, so yeah, that's some moving and shaking. And then uh, Braun Strowman, we we need to figure out where he's going. I'm surprised Bray Wyatt wasn't drafted on Friday. That that doesn't make any sense to me. But I, that that could have been one of those. Okay, we're drafting a whole storyline over. You still have the same plan, but. Don't just throw it all out on day one. Because to me, it, it diminishes the, the the strategy. Like, why am I drafting to see more of Rey Mysterio? Come on, Seth. Are you joining my family? This is my family. This is my family. Like, God. What was it? Four or five months of hearing him cry about Dominic? It's my son. This is my son. Now we got to hear about it. That's my daughter. I love her. I'm like, God dang. We don't need this drag it drag it out. Since you brought up, just as a side note, I don't think I agree with this Murphy Aaliyah thing. That that, that, that doesn't sit well with me. I mean, I don't know. They they talk about putting them in a relationship. I mean, Or she's something 19, like that. She's 19. She just turned 19. He's 32. He just turned 32. Right? Yeah. I mean, uh, that, that doesn't sit well with me. But oh. but at the same time, you know, like it was a situation where somebody had, Alexa Bliss had said, you know, congratulations to Murphy because she used to date him. And somebody said, why are you congratulating him? And he's over here in the storyline with a 19-year-old. First of all, I'm just congratulating my ex. Secondly, Alexa's 29, dating, uh, was he 38? Uh, her boyfriend's 38. But, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I agree. But we're talking. Yeah, but 28 is different. You might as well just call it Hollywood. You know, because how many actresses do we have at 18 in movies as a, a female lead or, or something? Or 19? with a, an older lead and it's like that one foot in one foot out type of thing but I do agree from a as long as they don't cross the line even though we are talking about Vincent Kennedy McMahon um, then they can they, they, they're almost like swirling around but just not dropping in the toilet it's just like going around and you, you you're getting close like oh you know what's going on in your DMs Murphy 
Like, yeah, what is going on DMs? You got some pictures or something? What? what, what? Like, oh, she's just saying about how much, you know, her family has upset her. Okay, there we go, Swirl. I thought they were going to try to do a one night in Cincinnati thing. Yeah. Again. So, yeah. So um, like, we're, we're not going in, but we're, we're just rolling around the edge. So I think Ray Mysterio's, well, first, let me take Ray out. Ray's wife is like, no, we're not going to go that deep into anything. But yet you can curate the storyline to the turn of Murphy to Murphy and Dominic becoming a tag team against Seth Rollins and a heel of his choosing. You can't have that turn uh, and kind of work it that way. But the, the question is, once it's all said and done, where do you go from there? Because I don't want to see Dominic and Humberto Carrillo just be a tag team and then they just become the two-man Lucha House Party. They're just a 619 special. You just get the pop for the, the entrance once we have crowds back. And, you know, that's Ray, done anyway because Carrillo is in Raw now. So yeah, that, but that I, tag is robusted. Well, I mean, something you know, to that effect, I want him to have an opportunity to, to really wrestle. I really want to put the mask on, but we got to wait for Ray to officially retire for that. But uh, well, they are talking about putting the mask on him now. I just, I just want there to be an end game, and then what happens after? Because that's the key. Because once it's all done and everybody they've they've gone to WrestleMania with it, which is WrestleMania with it, then that that net well that following Monday, not the Monday after WrestleMania, because we know it'll be a rematch the way they're doing things these days. But the Monday after that what happens with uh, uh, Aaliyah. Vince is supposedly uh, really high on her as reference to her performance. Um, her, when she's on a segment, the ratings are high. So she's catching the attention. The question is what happens past that? Is she going to wrestle? Is she going to be a valet? Um, mm -hmm. Well, I, I would imagine even, that's almost like uh, Natalia type situation, I would think. Where you're around it, uh, if she didn't pick up on something, or even like Charlotte, if you didn't pick up on something, just be a natural at it, then it really may not be your kid, Rey Mysterio. What about you, KG? What's your, what's your thoughts on, uh, since James brought that up, about that situation? If she's 19 years old, it's, it's enough. with a 30 year old and I, I'm, I'm i'm real when it comes to my daughter i've told my right. daughters now hold on hold on let's let's let's, let's put the pin in that kg because i'm gonna hold you to task let's put it in the proper fame framework your daughter's like dad i'm gonna be a professional wrestler a you like hell yeah b she's like dad I'm, I'm, i've got a contract with wwe and i'm gonna be on tv hell yeah dad, you can be part of the storyline Hell yeah, I'm there. Oh, Dad, they gonna be a Murphy. Hell yeah. Don't you act like you wouldn't mark out and be part of that storyline. Nah, because I don't, I don't, I don't really care for now. Alexa Bliss being 29, dealing with a 38 year old. That's but that's different. real. That's real life. We talk about storyline. But even if that was a storyline, that's different. And you're there that, the entire time. That, that's it's not that's like she's storyline and then 
and you know kissing Vince like him and Trish Stratus and pretty much him and everybody else. Uh, you know, it's not like that or off kissing his daughter, even though Vince is standing right there, or or Kurt Angle kissing Stephanie and Vince is standing right there. You know, you're like right there in every all but what three scenes that she's been in. Uh, Ray Mysterio's been every in everything, and and uh, their wife has been in everything but three scenes. No, what I'm saying is, I'm not, I'm not, that's my daughter, whether it's kayfabe or, or, or whatever. I'm not playing that because I'm gonna tell you in real life, I'm, I'm telling you the same thing in kayfabe. You getting in my daughter, like the whole thing with uh, we could take it back. Uh, 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 Val Venus and Ryan Shamrock. I look at it different. I didn't have kids. I look at that now. I'd have beat the shit out of that on uh, Val Venus. And I, that's just how I feel. But you know, that's that was Ken Shamrock's sister, supposedly. You know, in Cape, mm-hmm. that was his sister. But the simple that that's my daughter. You're you know you look at my daughter like that. Immediately, I'm only going to say it one time. You ever look at my daughter like that again? I swear, I got this knife with this wooden handle and this really, really long blade that folds. Allegedly, in. allegedly. Oh no, this is dead serious. And I will pick your fucking eyes out with that shit. Don't ever look at my daughter like that. You, you, I, she's not a little granny, but she's not fully a grown woman. She's 19. But storyline is there. Shit. I will do some shit to people in your family and make you watch. Don't look at my daughter like that. It's 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 uncool. It doesn't have any taste to me. I don't so, like it. In Hollywood, and she's getting paid millions of dollars. Movie, so we know what we see in, in the movie. And she's got a, a shower scene, not with a guy, just a shower scene. You know, you may, well, yeah, it's just a shower scene. Um, but it's a movie. What are you going to say, don't do the movie? No. I, w- I would tell her something that was told to me a long time ago. Now, I'm not a uberly religious person. I'm more spiritual than I am religious. You know, I believe in spirituality, but one thing that I do always believe in is proverbs that were told to me when I was young. What is the what is the profit of man to gain the whole world but lose the soul? And that's exactly what I would tell my daughter. What what does it profit you to gain all of that, but you're losing your soul in the process? And I'd walk away. You take it how you want it. Close mouth, don't get faith. Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez did an uh, interview saying that one thing she regretted about her career was that sex scene she did with Wesley Snipes in um, that movie. What was it? Train? Money Train. She said she regretted that. She said she she could go back. She would have never had did that scene. And see, when, when, when these girls are young in Hollywood, especially if they got good bodies, they press them out to do stuff like that. And if that's my daughter, I'm not. I'm gonna need you. What? Who's your age? Okay. You know what? Tomorrow morning, me and him gonna have a conversation. 
matter of fact, we're going for a ride. I'm going to come back. He's not. Because somebody else needs to be in charge of your career so you can, you, 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 your, your, your acting ability is on showcase, not your body. Because if that's the case, you'll be pigeonholed into that for the rest of your career. And the next thing you know, after that, what's, what's next? You, you, you're I'm in the on Junkies Podcast. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. We're going to pull your application for that. <laughs> oh, man, I had to liven it up. He was getting all hardcore with it, man. I, when when it comes to my girls, that's the way I am. Man. I'm, no, I'm, with like, you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm like that with my girls. I'm just asking a proven questions. You know, she got to calm down, man. Next thing you know, you're gonna jump on, and be like, "Who gonna check me, boo?" And then there's gonna be a fly that's gonna land on James' head again. I mean, we gotta calm it down. You would never hear me say that. That's one thing I will not say. Who gonna check me, boo? You're not gonna hit a charade. You're not gonna do that, man. Who gonna check me, boo? That's probably speaking, something your wife would say to you, though. Speaking of Sheree, when is her line coming out? When is she by Sheree coming out? <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll probably find out after the election. <laughs> My God. That was a low blow. <laughs> We're but still I, waiting on that. I, you know, I tell you I tell you about the, the whole the thing I got about Sheree. I tell you that all. I, we'll talk about that when we done. Yeah, because we all know where that's going to go. Not in the direction you Oh, that's good to know. So, and did you have anything else you wanted to add to that, James? I mean, I know KG just went off into a murderous tangent, tangent talking about uh, killing hypothetical people and and beating people down and stuff like that. Um, I feel for their families. Well, you know, I, like I said, I just tend to be a little uncomfortable with that storyline. I mean, I know they're trying to push envelope being it on cable and whatnot but i mean that, that's 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 just not necessary i mean they so need to they, what james that you'd have been cool with that with for her murphy stays the same age what age would it be Murphy stays the same age 25 okay okay i respect both of you know you guys' point of views and everything and you know, but I will say this in perspective, even though it's just just throwing it out there, and you might guys could comment on it if you want to. One thing that, if nothing else, I do respect about the McMahon family is Vince isn't going to ask you to do anything that he hasn't put his own family through about three, four times. <laughs> so, uh, you know, just that's just some some food for thought. So it's not like. The Hollywood uh, casting agent saying, well, no, I need you to do this. I need you to do this. Or somebody, I wrote this movie for you just so that way we can see you topless. Um, you know, it's okay. I need you to kiss your manager. Like, network nine ninety nine a month of pretty much everybody kissing the manager. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you, your wife did it. Okay, yeah, I guess. Your daughter kissed your number one enemy that tried to put you out of business. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She also kissed an Olympic gold medalist. Yep. And she also married a wrestler. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we're in. So just wanted to put that out there for you know perspective that at least they're you know in it. 
And if you need uh, to be shown how to fall off of a tall structure, Vince McMahon will just climb up the structure and just fall off of it for no reason whatsoever when he has people that he can pay to do that. Well, when it's so, time for me to go jump off of a 20-foot ladder into two tables, I want him to do it first so I can see him do it. He probably would. That's the problem. Well, I want to see him do it. I mean, I would have just done it, you know, like, you want me to do what? And, as, and, as he's, and, he's, and as he's laying prone on those broken tables with medical staff looking over him, I'm be like, oh, and by the way, hell no. Nah. <laughs> James, you stop playing around. You got that contract. Hey. You do it. No. Really? All, money ain't, all money ain't good money. Really? You're not going to live the dream? I, I, I'm going to give you two words. I'm actually, it's going to be a name. Owen Hart. Uh, nobody asked you to drop down a rappel sting. It's safer now. Um, nobody's going to ask you to rappel. You're just going off the top <laughs> rope through two tables. I don't care. I'm just <laughs> going by your point. He, Vince McMahon will <laughs> not do anything. When I ask you to do anything that he wouldn't do or hasn't done. So I'm going by your point. Yeah, nobody, but, nobody has seen Vince or heard of Vince McMahon repelling off of a, the top uh, of a yeah, arena. They, yeah, they do. They have video of Vince McMahon. Um, I don't know if it was something that I just watched last month when they were talking about WrestleMania 12 and Shawn Michaels going down doing that zipline thing. Yeah, Vince did it first. Now, I'm, I'm going to have to figure out what show it was, but I'm not exaggerating, not lying to you. I was shocked as well. Shawn Michaels said, yep, Vince did it too. And they showed uh, a quick little uh, image of Vince going down the zipline. <laughs> it was funny as hell to watch, but Vince went down that zipline before Shawn did it. I'll take your word for it. I, like I said, and I, I was shocked. I was shocked because at first I was like, Vince ain't doing that. I'm like, no, that fool did it. So, you know, I got to give him respect for that. They did, I think they would do the same thing about, no, it was, it was the, uh, the WrestleMania thing when they were, um, it's not a, was it 24 or something like that we were talking about last year's WrestleMania, that documentary, uh, and leading up to the COVID and all that stuff. And it was doing that segment where they were, Gronk was saying he wasn't sure and he was a little leery about taking that bump off that that riser uh, where he was doing his hosting position at and they were doing a 24-7 deal and oh, all no, those I things. Saw, I saw that. I saw yeah. that. I saw that, him that, coming that off was, the riser and everything. But I that, saw that, that. That special, that was uh, what he <laughs> talked about him doing the Shawn Michaels thing and how everybody was saying that Vince is just does stuff for bravado just to say, hey, I'll do it. I don't care. Okay. So, that's what I'm just saying. If nothing else, you, you know, say many things about Vincent Kennedy, good or bad. But, you know, it's the one thing I respect is that they, they haven't asked somebody to do something um, that, you know, they would he wouldn't do himself. The Blue Blazer thing, you know, that was, uh, you know, a little nobody expected that. Um, you know, but lesson learned going forward. He's like, shoot, 
if something's going to happen, I'll take that first bump. And that's on me if it happens and something bad happens. Y'all better not kill me. I'll get that shit right before I get up there. That's pretty much what he said. Now. but Maybe just maybe if they would have did a little bit more background checking into the company, into the rigor. Well, really, Uh, you know what would have stopped that? Not doing it at all. Nope. The the deal hindsight being twenty twenty, I know Brett would have done things differently and said, you know what, I'm not going to WCW. That would have stopped the whole entire thing because the Owen thing would have never happened. Because true, Brett would have said no, and then they would have they would have reworked it a different way. That's oh. truly the only, in my opinion, the only thing that would have stopped that from happening. The only scenario that would stop that from happening. Unless the idea had never come up, or there's no buffer. Ask, you could ask, could have asked Owen, "Are you comfortable with doing this?" And when he, he was stayed, comfortable. He said yeah, he was I comfortable. Heard, I, I heard that he wasn't. I heard that he he wasn't at all. He was comfortable enough to, to get up there. I mean, you're gonna be uncomfortable because it's unprecedented uh, for somebody to do that. You're not military trained or something like that. But I mean, you got to be comfortable enough to get up there. Comfortable enough to cotton to drop down. Same thing, Mick Foley on Hell in a Cell. Comfortable enough to say, throw me off the cage. <laughs> you know, you're gonna be uncomfortable. But Mick Foley's batshit crazy anyway, so yeah, that yeah. don't count. That is true. I mean, he was jumping off of the roof of his house onto a damn table when he was twelve. Yeah, so but, something's, wrong, something's wrong with him anyway. But then also, something's wrong with Taker. Taker's like, okay, sure, why not? Have a great trip. And the rest is history. So, I just wanted to, you know, put that out there. I know we always have some great discussions, so I appreciate both of you gentlemen's uh, point of view on that situation. So, now we're looking forward to see exactly what's going to happen on Monday Night Raw. And like I said, what's also going to happen on Raw Talk uh, for the next uh, five rounds of the draft. Hopefully something exciting happens uh, now that they've gotten the major storylines on both brands moved. The only thing that's kind of still in flux is the Sasha Banks and and Bailey situation. But that also at this moment could be just a foregone conclusion that Bailey, because she's the SmackDown women's champion is is on SmackDown. Uh, So who knows what, what the thought process for that is. I'd probably say, in my opinion, the biggest storyline that I'm looking forward to is exactly how are you going to call the Raw Tag Team Champions the Raw Tag Team Champions if they're wearing the SmackDown Tag Team Champion belts? I got a theory on that. Let, what is it? They're going to unify the belts. Oh, don't say that. They're going to they're going to do they're going to unify oh, the belts, work them like they do the women's tag titles. No. It only works now for the, what, three weeks that they have left uh, at the Thunderdome? Because that's all we have left under that contract. Unless that contract gets renewed for uh, more time, then they're done in October. November, they need to be in a different building. That's why, and same thing with uh, uh, Full Sail, why NXT is in the, the Performance Center now. They had to, to make some concessions and some moves because they can't stay there. 
No, so. I, I was told I was told it was because the kid the kids that were doing a lot of the production work and all the camera stuff and whatnot because that's what that school is. It's yeah. like a but uh I was told since the kids aren't there uh doing what they were supposed to do, then that's why they moved. So, so no, that, 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 that'd be fine, but that they spent money. It it was a, a cost effective measure that they did overall and everything else just to put it because you're already training there they've already seen and proven that they can host shows there they all they had to do was just work in the the thunderdome video wall and once they came up with that concept bada bing bada boom they gave nxt the only show without the wwe universe live which lives off of the wwe universe um and their reactions they gave them what they were missing to compete with AEW as well, still having live crowds. And Vince, I want to concede that, okay, we need to find a place and put some butts in the seats, but we're vested in this Thunderdome thing. Uh, so they, they, they can't just retract it after 30 days just because of whatever, but they can use this as they're out. And they're looking at possibly um, finding a different outdoor venue similar to Daly's place or, uh, Doing a, a you know some other type of traveling, or like I said, possibly renewing that contract. So it's going to be interesting to see what November holds. I'm hoping that they have found an outdoor place. I don't know where because obviously we're not based in Florida, so I don't know uh, what arenas and and stuff. You know, who knows? I wouldn't put it. I'll put it at a high school or baseball uh, stadium. Something. Why not figure it out? So we'll see, but that's what I'm looking forward to. What about uh, you, James? What's uh, your what's exciting you about Monday? I'm just looking forward to see what they're gonna do to try to fill some of these holes in the draft. I mean, you know, like you said, you got you got Street Profits who are the Raw Tag Champions. Are they gonna what are they gonna do with them and the and the belts? Are they gonna Are they gonna unify them? Are they gonna move them to Raw or move them to SmackDown? How, how are they gonna do that? You know, um, just to see what they're gonna do with the draft. I mean, that's that's pretty much all I'm looking forward to on Monday. Okay, what about you, KGG? I'm I'm with James. I'm trying to see how all this is gonna work out. What's the I, This is the time when we talk draft that I just want. All I want to see is the end result. You know, how is it all going to work? Now? How are you going to piece it together? Are you going to do it the correct way? Or are you going to bullshit me and half-ass? So that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, please don't don't bullshit a half-ass KG. He already trying to kill people over his kids. So you got to watch out. He's got a short fuse. So, all right. Well, good show uh, this week, gentlemen. We, we covered a, a lot of topics from... Well, most of it was on James and me too and himself, but uh, in his head, that is allegedly in his head and KG murdering people out in the open. I guess that'd be a confession of guilt since he didn't say allegedly or anything like that. So do it. So we had Marty Marty Gennetti got away with it. So, you know, that's true. Hey, why push me to mess with one of my kids? See what happens. There you go, man. We, I'm trying to get you the out. You're still trying to catch a case. God, man. <sighs> Calm down. I'll leave it alone. 
calm down. You got, you got, got too much go-go in you, man. You need to listen to some Baltimore House. Maybe that'll calm you down. We're not even going to talk about what goes on tomorrow. We're going to leave it alone. Sure, we're still trying to figure out what a go-go is, but we'll leave that alone, too. So, um, might as well just go ahead and tell them where they can hear uh, some non-go-go music, but our podcast. And then, uh, James, you can uh, take us home. Well, of course, you can hear us right here where you're listening to us at, but our home is Anchor. You can hear us on all the major streaming platforms, Apple, uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Player FM, TuneIn, Radio Public, all the all the likes. Um, I, I, I'm I'm stumbling a little bit because uh I I had my back to the TV for good reason, and I turned back to the TV and my Notre Dame Fighting Irish are up 42 to 26 right now and I'm about to score again. So it's gonna be a hell of a night tonight. Good, but uh. You can always reach us by email also, sidelinejunkie247 at gmail.com. Jane, take it away. Well, I just want to reiterate and say happy birthday to Eddie Guerrero. You know, got to recognize everything that he's done for the business. I also want to say happy birthday to Tony Khan, who had his birthday today. Mm-hmm. Also, um, congratulations to Chris Jericho on his 30 years in the business. And, of course, how can we go without saying happy birthday on yesterday to the big guy, KG, who is starting his 39th rotation around the sun, pushing 40, getting old like the rest of us. I'm still a younger sideline joke. So with that said, on behalf of the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, a.k.a. Asshole, to the birthday boy, KG, this is the Nubian Sumo signing off for the Sideline Junkies Saturday Night WrestleManiacs. And you all have a great evening.